live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. He's also the number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change your future. Sarah is in Detroit, Michigan. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My father-in-law bought a home for my husband's ex-wife to live in about 15 years ago. Stop, 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 stop. This sounds a hillbilly already. I'm having trouble. <laughs> what? What in the world? I know. Like, I can hear the banjo music is playing. Your husband's dad bought your husband's ex-wife a house to live in. Yes. And a a moonshine Uh, still out back? You know, I I don't understand the situation at all. My family uh, doesn't do things like this. (laughs) No, normal people don't do crap like this. It it usually is the other way around. I mean, you know, Byron. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So he, after the divorce. Maybe he's, he's taking care of the After kids. The Maybe that's it. Was his grandkids yeah. there? His okay, grandkids were there. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Somewhat more sane. Okay, but still stupid, but okay. So, at the time, they had um, two teenagers, and um, I think the, I think he, uh, one was about 10 years old. So this was about 15 years ago. So she's lived there since then. Um, she doesn't pay rent. Father-in-law has upkept the home. and Oh, the house is not in her name. He bought it and lets her live there. Yes, and kept the house in his name. Okay, good. Okay. That's better even. Okay. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be a supernova. I can't wait. This is going to be great. So um, the kids are grown now. Mm -hmm. Um, She still lives there. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to see a piece of paper (laughs) that said... um, title um uh, on death the title to go over to my uh, husband mm-hmm. when my father-in-law passes away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. so i guess my father-in-law is expecting my husband to keep the house up and no um, pay i don't care what he expects it. no as my wife told me yeah. once john i'm not doing chores for you after you're dead Ooh. yeah <laughs> okay so here's the thing uh, regardless yeah. of how it occurred, where it is today is Stupidville. Can we agree with that? Yeah. So your da- your husband needs to go sit down, have a cup of coffee with his dad, and say, Dad, uh, I don't want to have to deal with this crap. You need to deal with it now. Uh, yeah. Ex-wife doesn't have a reason to live there anymore. Free. The kids are grown and gone. She needs to move on now. It's not mean. It's weird. It's okay. weird. Just she's, say it out loud. She's it's lived rent-free strange. for 15 years. He did it because he's a grandpa's heart. I got it. I got a grandpa's heart. Right. And grandpa's heart well, sometimes will cause you to do sweet. stupid butt things, and he did a stupid butt thing, but he needs to handle this before he dies. What? Yeah. Okay, so I let, let... I don't even know. I can hear in your voice he's not going to. So your, Is your husband a wuss when it comes to his dad? A little bit. No, Dave, would, of course he is. He bought his ex-wife a house. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so 
here, here you, you really you need to give your run down to walmart and pick your husband up a backbone they're on aisle three and you need to send him on over to his dad and say dad i don't want this house unless you move her out before you die because i don't want to have to deal with her she's my ex for a reason we don't want the house take my name off the deed or get her out one of the two because i'm not going to have yeah. to deal with evicting my ex-wife because the day right. the day you inherit this she gets evicted if she doesn't move voluntarily. Right, which I don't think she will. Is the free time. ride that comes to an end, my girl. Time to move. Yeah. And, and when Dave starts talking French, you know he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's hillbilly French right there. That's right. Uh, yeah, redneck. It, That's just not. This is dumb. Go ahead, Sarah. Would it be an option for him to instead just feed the house over to the ex-wife since he wanted to? If he wants to give it to her, he can give it to her. I don't her? care. This is a weird freaking family, okay? But I, if I'm in your shoes, I want to tell you. What I'm trying to do with all my sarcasm and bombasticness is you think this is crazy, and you're right. That's what I'm trying to do is yeah. affirm you. Your feelings about this are completely correct. This is Strangeville, Stupidville, Weirdville, okay? Let me, let me affirm one there more three thing for you. There are three towns right together, and the <laughs> intersection is your ex, his ex-wife's house, okay? Okay. Hey, oh, Sarah, I'm so glad let, it's not just me. Okay. It's not well, you. There's it's 22 million people listening to this going, oh, my God. There's another layer to this. Also, you're realizing in real time your husband is, uh, like Dave, Dave eloquently said, doesn't have a backbone and hasn't dealt with something that should have been dealt with a long, long time ago. And it's right yeah. for you to also feel that sense of who, who is this guy? When things get sideways, he just goes, oh, so it's going to be okay. This is ex-wife. This is somebody that's out of his life. They went through a legal process. It's over. And so been. you're right to call him on that as well. Y'all need to have that conversation okay. because you're losing respect for him, right? Here's the thing. He's going to deal with it or he's going to deal with it or he's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with yeah. it with his dad. He's going to deal with evicting her after he gets the house or he's going to deal with you. He gets to deal with this. It's not an option. He just gets to choose yeah. what he deals with. And the easiest yeah, path is go sit down and have it. a cup of coffee with his nutty father. <laughs> right. And yeah. go, Dad, no, I don't want this house. No, I don't want your timeshare either. Don't leave me that either. Both of them are dumb. Right. I don't want this. You know and what? if Dad won't yeah. deal with it, then you two need to decide, um, are we going to go through a legal proceeding and evict her and sell this house and then yes. she's going to sue us and all that? Or are we going to... Deed the house over to her and swap no, away. No, I'm not giving it to her. There's no way. There's no way. She just needs to leave. This is this woman has had. Enough. I've had enough of this woman already. <laughs> this this woman needs to move out of this house. Okay. My God, what a freeloader. And so no. Okay, I was feeling guilty. No, you don't need to feel guilty. This is dumber than a rock. So <laughs> okay. here, here's what. Okay, here's the steps. If it's me, you need to sit down with your husband, and the two of you need to address the fact that he won't address this. John's right. Because this is going to put okay. a splinter in your all's relationship. You don't want to leave there. Number two, then he needs to go, really. He does need to go sit down and talk to his dad. Very calmly, nicely. He doesn't have to be as crazy as I'm being on the air. I'm doing that to give you strength and remind you that you're normal and that what you're thinking is real. Because the, th- the voices I just gave were also in your head. So I'm just, I'm just saying them yeah. out in the loud, okay? Now, he sits down with his dad calmly and says, Dad, this is weird. I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't have to deal with her. That's why she's my ex, and you need to move her out of there before you die, or you need to take my name off of this whole thing. If dad won't deal with yeah. it, and he leaves him the thing, the instant dad is ill, 
your husband needs to tell his ex-wife she has 30 days and we're going to be selling the house you've got to move and your husband needs to handle this none of this are you responsible for he has to man up and handle this it's his freaking family and his freaking mess and he's got to do it and you got to kick him hard enough to get him to do it this is the ramsey show Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Okay, guys, when you are making your financial decisions and your analysis around your financial decisions, here's a couple of rules for you that the wealthy people do, okay? They make their decisions based on the principles that are going to take them to their goal. Now, we are sure after 30 years of doing this that one principle is your most powerful wealth-building tool is your income, and when you get rid of debt, your probability and speed by which you become wealthy is increased. The more debt you carry, the slower you run towards being a millionaire. It's a math thing. And all the data is there with all the people who have done it. The second thing you need to do is you got to be really careful. And this is a trap I fell into when I was um, young and stupid uh, because I'm really, really good with math. And I'm really a math nerd way bad like pocket protector calculator on my belt math nerd and if that is you you will get paralysis of the analysis if you're not careful what i learned that wealthy people do is they don't get caught up in the nuances of the math they do what we call big math meaning they're looking at the big chunks and where that's taking them And when I'm doing things here on the air with you, I don't use a calculator. I don't need one because I'm typically not doing nuanced mathematics. I am looking at the big chunks. Now, what I mean by that is if the big, the, 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 uh, if you do nuanced math, you say, oh, I have $47,000 in an allied account that pays me 4%. Why would I pay the off a student loan that is 2%? or a mortgage that is 2%. I'm making four. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm making four and the student loan is seven. Why would I, why would I do that? Cause I'm losing that money. But then you actually do the math. What is 4% of $47,000? It's 800 bucks. What is the spread? 2% spread. And this is your leverage factor. And the whole thing, all of this mathematical theory that you spend all of your brain power on if you're a super nerd like me ends up being the cost of a pizza, which proves that you are concentrating on the wrong things. 
the right things to concentrate on are the big things, the things that are going to take you where you want to go. And it's not, am I getting rich on, I get, because here, here's an example. Okay. I use a discover card and I get two, 2% back. Okay. So let's help. Let me help you with this. So you spend a hundred dollars because it sounds like I got 2%, 2%, free 2%, 2%, 2%. Oh God, I'm so smart. I got 2%. This is the super nerd inside your brain, right? But let's do it. Okay. A hundred dollars spent is how much? Two dollars. Where, where was the wealth building when you spent a hundred and you got two dollars back you can can you imagine millionaires sitting around and thinking and going i think that's great let's do that no broke people think that's great and they get all hung up on the two percent two percent two percent two percent it's two dollars but Dave, that's just one of the cards. The other one has a 5% rotating cash back on restaurants this month. I know. So if I eat out okay. enough, I can become a millionaire for my 5% cash back. Again, let, let's just take your whole eating out budget times 5%. And by the way, you gave away 100%. You got back five. This is a debt. Re- I mean, this is a wealth reduction plan, not a wealth increasing plan because you're consuming 95% of the money. You got 5% back, but 5% ends up being five or fifteen dollars i mean guys you're majoring in minors because you're super nerding on the math instead of actually looking at the nominal dollars that the math creates if you actually run the math formula out and look at the number of dollars you go i'm this is i'm so screwed that i can't breathe i'm this is dumber than a rock and I had to learn to do that because that's what millionaires do. It's called here's, here's a it's called common sense. There's a it's not it's not a it's not a math formula. There's a concept. It's it's when you give away one hundred. If little Johnny gives away one hundred and he gets back two, how long does it take little Johnny to become bankrupt? Not wealthy, but bankrupt. This is a math problem. Is that from a the common core grade, math right? problem right yeah, there? I'm just telling you, man. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. This and is then wild. you get this thing. This thing from NPR. This thing right here. Yeah, I resonated with this because this is part of this discussion we're having. Here's the headline. A lack of credit history creates financial obstacles for immigrants. And as a first-generation American whose parents were immigrants, uh, I resonated this because I went, oh, my gosh, this is my parents' story. Here's what it says. What may seem like an immigrant cliche actually happens every day. Foreigners arrive in the U.S. with big dreams and a few dollar bills in their wallet. That was true for both of us reporting the story. And it goes on to say the U.S. economy counts on you to borrow money and stay into debt. And the epitome of all this is the credit score, which often snares newcomers into a financial catch-22, penalizing a lack of debt history and pushing many to take confusing, sometimes costly measures. Ooh. Besides that, we need to support the U.S. economy because that's our first goal. My first goal is not to support the U.S. economy. My first goal is to make sure the Ramsey family is taken mm-hmm. care of. The U.S. economy will have to deal with itself. They'll figure it out. It so count, that's what immigrants do. It counts do. on you. It counts on you. Welcome to, to America. Stay in debt. You need a credit score to live here. That's pretty much what they tell you. And so how do you get a credit score, Dave? Well, you got to go into debt to get the score so you can go into more debt. To get the score. So you can go into debt to get the score. Oh, my gosh. So the great American dream, when you add um, this method to it, turns into the great American nightmare for a lot of first-generation immigrants. Oh, yeah. 
and they play this game because they were told they had to play the game. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, wait, where's the American dream? We're broke up to our eyeballs in car loans, credit cards, personal loans, student loans, medical debt, mortgages. Now, your family was Middle Eastern. Yes. So uh, we've done a, a lot of work in the Spanish community, uh, people coming from various countries uh, in, in the Latin world. And a lot of them don't have a trust of banks. And so they haven't fallen for this if they're particularly their uh, entry level socioeconomic. Okay. Now they come in higher, brow. heavier cash users. Yeah. The heavier, complete. It's under the bed. It's literally in a box under the bed. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's not a metaphor. It's a shoe box with hundred dollar bills under the bed because they don't trust banks to not go broke from because they came from a banana republic of mm. some kind that all, the bank banking system was not reliable and so they don't fall for this because they're not going to go into debt now what they do fall for is other things title pawn and other crap you know but uh but what happens is people like your mom and dad they often get americanized in the worst ways they adapt to the culture and part of that is this toxic money culture that says you got to go into debt and where does that lead us well u.s household debt now surpasses 17 trillion dollars now here's what's interesting dave comparing that to the european union which has more households and yet less than half of that amount in debt which tells me that debt is the most aggressively marketed product in american history and we are so good america's number one in a lot of things and debt is one of them marketing is one of them And here's a great quote from a Stanford economic sociologist. Being financially responsible in the U.S. has come to mean borrow and repay. That pretty much sums up how you've been doing this for 30 years, Dave. Everyone was told, if you want to be financially responsible, borrow money and repay it back and do that over and over again until you die. And then maybe one day you'll hopefully be able to retire. It's insane. So I think it's time for a, a cultural shift here. Well, I, yeah, you just want to, you want to say, Hey, don't, you know, you got here for the statue of Liberty. Don't give up your Liberty. Mm. Don't, don't sign up for slavery. You come here for freedom and you lose it. Yeah. The first day sign up for master card. That's your first thing to do. Once you're looking for Liberty, but you go get a master first thing. Yeah. That's not our American distress. We can sign up for that or discovering bondage. Yeah. All for 2% back. Don't forget. $2 land of the free home of the broke. $2. $2, Bob. $2. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. 
Ramsey Show. Question of the day sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of appliances, and chances are at any given time there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com to find home service experts, including a Mr. Appliance in your area. Today's question comes from Jonathan in Florida. I am 35 and my wife just had our first baby. I have roughly $43,000 in debt. My annual income is around $73,000. I'm wanting to start my baby steps, but I had a quick question about baby step one and two. I have a credit card that is maxed out at the $1,000 limit. If I pay that card off, can I count that as my baby step one and then tackle my debt snowball while simultaneously putting $1,000 cash in my savings account? No, John. That is so convoluted. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Because no, a maxed out credit card for a thousand dollars is not considered your emergency fund. Your emergency fund is considered cash that you have saved so your bef- own money. So before you pay off your credit card, you save a thousand dollars cash. Mm-hmm. Then you start working to pay off your debts. And no, this I, might be the first one you pay off. <laughs> I appreciate Jonathan's, you know. I have a thousand dollar limit. I just cash out a thousand dollars, put that, and then the underlying the underlying bull crap in this question is that he's going to use his credit card as his emergency. I know he's going to go cash out. So another time he has an emergency, he's going to use a stupid credit card. So that's the underlying bull crap. Yeah, that's just no. Sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) Wish it was that easy. You know, Sharon, Rachel's mom. When I'm when I do crap like this, Jonathan, she goes, "You're scheming and scamming again." You're trying to find a shortcut. Quit scheming and scamming. Just do the work, boy. That's Sharon. That's Rachel's mom. That's 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 what I get. So yeah, Jonathan, just you're scheming and scamming. Jonathan, just do the work, Don't boy. Scheme and scam. I mean, oh my gosh, that's it. Yeah, quit. You cannot scam your way into wealth. Okay, you can't even trick yourself into it. And uh, so, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to go thousand dollars in credit card debt for the emergency fund. But we appreciate the question. So cute. Here's a more sophisticated problem. So this was sent to me. Via Instagram, appreciate all my Instagram people out there, because uh, they will send me things a lot, and they're like, oh my gosh, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that? And this one came up. You know, up. people might send me stuff too, but I don't look at it, so I wouldn't know. Uh, you have to, you like read the messages or something? Is that what you're Dave, supposed to do? I am part of the people. These are my people. So yes, I get on and talk to people on social media. You could oh, too. Social media. You could oh, too. That's how it works. They're real people out there on the other side that enjoy your stuff. You I, should get I in. I love them and so much. I'm not going to get on it. You should so, go and talk okay. to them. Anyway, somebody. So they're talking yes. to you and they sent you this. Yes. And I read the messages because I read my messages and they're like, hey, I want you and Dave to talk about it. And I was like, oh, well, perfect. We're going to be on the show together. So. This was from a New York Times article, and the headline was, I've hidden my trust fund for 15 years. Do I finally tell my spouse? So, are you ready for this? I'm a 44-year-old man, and I've been married to my spouse for 10 years. We've been together for 15. Unbeknown to my spouse, I have a trust fund that provides me with a monthly income of $25,000. When we first met, I said that I worked as a consultant, and 
they've never questioned it. My spouse, a dedicated doctor, works long hours and doesn't like to discuss work when not on the job. Over the years, I have repeatedly assured my spouse that they don't need to work as my income is secure and stable. They are, however, passionate about their career and have chosen to continue working. I actively serve on various boards, but I have never held a full-time job and don't plan to. Our lifestyle is comfortably upper middle class, and I am content with that. My dilemma is whether I should reveal the truth about my trust fund to my spouse. My family members have always advised against disclosing our financial situation, but the weight of the secret is becoming too difficult to bear. What do you do all day? He sits on boards. Oh, that's, that's what he said. Okay. I don't know. Um, Place Wordle. I wonder how often like this kind of well we well we know that spouses hide things from one another that's a that's a consistent theme through life like that's a known thing um but this one was just interesting because i'm like okay 25 grand a month i wonder what she thinks that he does to earn that amount of money i don't know so anyways um what i would tell the name is withheld they did not disclose the name in the new york times article so yes, if anyone out there has this dilemma, <laughs> no, or, or no one, one else has this dilemma, or the idea that you have a secret that is too unbearable to bear that is from your spouse, listen, we always teach and talk about and believe that being on the same page with your spouse is much better. So coming clean and telling them anything and everything when it comes to money, anything you are withholding is not only going to just lift the weight off your shoulders that you've been carrying around having to navigate. Because I think about this situation, which this is kind of, it's true. I know it's a little absurd. But if you do think about it, I'm like, the amount of like probably lies and deception that had to have occurred. To cover the big lie. To cover the big lie. That's a lot of work in life. And I don't know who has time for that. So I'm just like, free you're, yourself. You're burning an awful lot of calories. Free being yourself. A liar, being a liar. And, and you've been with your spouse for, t- I mean, like, I mean, I think it's fine. And then, you know what? She probably still wants to be a doctor because she's passionate about her work, and that's great. But yeah, being upfront, honest, disclosing everything, regardless of whether it's a $25,000 trust fund or it's a secret credit card that you have, whatever it is, uh, you and your spouse being on the same page is is crucial to to winning, winning long-term. Yeah, so um, yeah, you should have disclosed this day one, and you should be continually... You should not have any secrets from your spouse. Hello. Period. I mean, that's just a thing. Okay. You just cannot build a quality relationship on deception. Duh. Okay. So your family is screwed up, dude, because your family is telling you that your money and you're not needing to work is, is you how they know your secret. And your own freaking wife does not. And your family thinks that's good. Your family's screwed up. And then they left you money so you don't have to work. That's screwed up. So let me tell you, if you're going to participate in the Ramsey Trust, it involves continually working. Because working is good for the soul. Like real work. Yeah, doing work. Showing up and doing stuff. You know, this is not good. This is not healthy. There's nothing in this that's fun, or and it's only twenty five thousand dollars, only three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's not like you're freaking rich. I mean, it's three hundred grand. Jeez. <laughs> no, I mean really. No, I mean it's not. It's not three million. It's three hundred thousand. 
And what has this guy not done with his life that he should have done? It's pretty good. I, I agree. He should have done something with his life. Instead, he's the king well, of Wordle. Well, I mean, no, oh, my God. I mean. No, really. I mean, he could I be serve sitting on, on boards. That's code for I don't do much. I'm telling you. <laughs> Serious. This is wrong. It's wrong, wrong, I agree. wrong, wrong, I agree wrong, that wrong. It is wrong. It's deception, and it's all glassed over as if my family has said we should not share our money information because your family thinks this money is a bigger deal than it is. It's just some your freaking money. Your money more important than your spouse. Yeah, and more important than your integrity. And your marriage. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah you've been living a long time in the in the soup of deception, and it's, it's poisoned you, man, really. The cleanest, best thing you can do, you'll be like an alcoholic who dr- sits down the bottle when you quit lying. You're going to have a cleanliness of soul that's going to be so good for you. And is she going to be pissed? Well, yeah, of course she's going to be pissed. She's been lied to for 15 years. Jeez. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course she's going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, she, if she's not, she's a wuss. She should be mad. This is just nutty. Anger is a good thing. Yeah. In that situation. I mean, really, you... But you're, you're, you're living a lie. That's why you had to put it out on the dadgum ethicist columnist page. You have, <laughs> to, go to, you have to go to ethics class to figure this one out. This is why we need ethics classes. Uh, uh, yeah, son. Uh, don't and, and Papa, don't do this to your kids. You're better off teach them how to work and give them no money than give them this crap. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones, 888-825-5225. Carolyn is with us in Virginia. Hey, Carolyn, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My question is about paying off my mortgage early. I just retired this month, and I want to know if I need to consider the tax implications of paying off my mortgage since the money would have to come out of my 403B. How old are you? 61. Congratulations. How much Thank is your you. mortgage? Uh, 145000 And how much do you have in your 403B? Once they put in the partial lump sum, it'll be a little over a million. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. You're so you're a millionaire. Look at you. Way to go. Yay. What's Yay. your what's your house worth? About five fifty. Way to go. Are you single? No, I'm married. Okay. Well, so that's your household situation or your personal situation? Um, not counting your my personal situation, my husband has a four oh three B that's about uh two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And um, he has Social Security, and I have a pension that will um, help us live. Okay. All right. Yes, you'll pay income tax on the 140000 that you pull out. So uh, mm-hmm. calculate that in and pay off your house today. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about how much. I think it's going to put me in the next tax bracket. That doesn't Whoop-dee matter. whoop doop for one year. Zippy. Okay. It's not it's not much money. So the the deal is this, okay? It doesn't the way we can tell to do this is if we're wrong, it doesn't matter. You're still in great shape. Okay. If you told me you had two hundred and fifty thousand to your name, that was your whole nest egg for your whole family, 
mm-hmm. and I was going to clean out, I don't know, 200 of the 250 to pay this house off, I would have pause on that because I don't want to get you down to no money. But you've okay. got, you've and done such, that my mortgage is, okay. done such a good matter, job. Thank you. It doesn't matter the, that the mortgage is only at 2% or anything. doesn't nope. matter. Nope, doesn't matter okay. because you want to be free. That's why you've worked this hard. I really do. I really do. If the mortgage yeah. being at 2%, mattered you would have borrowed another six another four hundred thousand back when it was a two percent but you didn't go further into debt because it was so wise to have a two percent mortgage right, right? the same right. apply just because it's smaller doesn't mean no no we're not keeping it. it's not a pet it's kind okay. of a it's not as ugly as other pets but we're going to keep it no 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 it's still ugly okay yeah it's still all good. right yeah because think about what you're going i mean if you if it was paid off and you had instead of a million you had uh I don't know, well, you have 800000 in there, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you wouldn't go borrow money to put it in investments? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, same thing. Even if you could borrow, it, right. at two, even if you could borrow it at 2%, so you're, yeah. free, you're free, you're free, you're free. You did so good. You were, you're, Thank did you. All, hey, how much of your, well, I know it's in 403B, so you didn't inherit this money. No, I didn't inherit any money. Uh, no, this is all just, what'd you do for a living? Did you retire? I was an educator in a public school. I was a principal of a elementary school. There it is. Yep. There it is. Hey, well done. Love it. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Okay. By the way, number one career field for uh, millionaires in the millionaire largest millionaire study ever done, done by Ramsey, engineers, mm-hmm. hog farm guy. Yep. Okay. Ma- engineer. Yep. Uh, number three, teachers. Yep. Carolyn. Okay. I mean, come on. And teachers can't be millionaires. Well, you just probably ought to call Carolyn up and tell her that then. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, you can be. Apparently, somebody did it. So there you go. Teachers, number three. Number two, accountants. Number four, business executives. Number five, lawyers. Doctors, MDs didn't even make the top five. They're notoriously stupid with money. It's like a stereotype. They're like music people or something. They're, I'll tell you what the truth is. The truth is, docs are like music people. The music people in Nashville that I know, there's one of two types. Dumber than a rock with money or genius. They, they don't, really, there's no middle ground. And I find the same thing with MDs. The MDs, they're really smart with money or they're just arrogant and stupid. Mm. It's just nuts. And they, I'm a broke doctor. Yeah, you are. You worked your whole stinking life to be a doctor and then you're broke. Yeah, because you get off and they apply their, oh, well, anyway. Yeah, way to go! Yeah, this flies in the face of the notion that the American dream is dead, that you can't get ahead. This is just a woman and her husband who they just lived on less than they made. They lived like no one else, and now she's going to live and give like no one else. And it's just, I love these stories because you don't see this in the news. You don't see this data point. $600,000 paid for house now. Right. Uh, eight hundred thousand in her now four hundred three B. He's got two hundred fifty, so they got a million dollars in cash. That's right, and a six hundred thousand dollar paid for house that we know of. Their net worth is one point six. That's right, that we know of. Sixty one years old, um, and doing just fine. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Doing just good. It's better than not. Millions dollars is not enough. Yeah, but it's more than you got. So maybe you ought to go get it, and then talk about whether it's enough or not. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got a dadgum opinion about something they've never done, right? you never ridden a bicycle. You should not criticize bicycles. I mean, come on. This is do, do something that, and then talk about it. Well, you just said something beautiful. Go get it is what you said. People want it given to them. 
They want the higher salary. They want all the stuff given to them, but they can't manage it when they do get it given to them. These are people, these everyday millionaires, uh, uh, baby steps millionaires. They are the people that go get it. They get it. But she didn't, it wasn't like some big. No. It was like steady. The tortoise, yeah. not the hare. Tortoise, yeah. not the hare. Jamie is in Washington State. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Ken and Dave. Um, my question is, is my husband and I are expecting to receive over a million dollars in a buyout situation, and we're not sure what should we should do if we should take it in one party (laughs) (laughs) i wish but i'm not that type (laughs) i'm kidding just couldn't resist i was like i'm not sure what you could do i think i can find something okay wow what happened was he hurt or something what happened um no we were my husband was involved he had a partnership in a business and they decided to buy him out oh cool that's awesome okay (laughs) So you got a million bucks, and you're trying to decide what to do with that. Correct. And we owe 390 on our mortgage, and that's our only debt. Okay. And our nest egg is 225 around that. Okay. Well, then we got 600 left because we just paid off the house. Okay. Now what are we going to do? How old is he? Um, he's 41. Awesome. What's he going to do now? We don't. We don't know. The I, we kind of feel like the options are open um yeah like infinite yeah i got 600k to play with yeah let's go do something we're not interested in maybe staying in washington so but interest rates we're concerned to move (laughs) yeah yeah well you don't have an interest rate if you have a paid for house my interest rate's zero because i don't have one correct and yours is too now so what's your house so where are you moving um, we would like to go back to Idaho, where we're from. Well, you can buy a house for cash in Idaho. They'll let mm-hmm. you do that. Okay. Sell the house um, you got. Sell the house you got. And put some cash with it. Buy you a house for cash in Idaho. Now, what's he? he you don't know what he's going to do for a living yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. All right. What should we take it in one lump sum, or yeah, sure. Should we be concerned about taxes. Yeah, they don't want him around. I'd get I'd I'd get my money away from them. Okay. They might they might screw this thing up and not be able to pay him later. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoa! I just hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get your money now. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have a little tax on okay. it, but oh well. Such happens when somebody gives you a million dollars, but not gives you, but you earned a million dollars. And yeah, yeah. pay your ho- pay cash for the house is step one. Step two is develop a game plan because he does need something to go to not just from yeah this is not his defining moment it's his first it's the first act what's he gonna do in the second act and the third act and the encore when he comes back out on stage and the applause continues i'd like to give him a gift dave i'd love to give him the get clear assessment along with from paycheck to purpose as he figures out the path forward this is a great time for him to go what do i do best what do i love to do what results do I want to put in the world? He now has the freedom to do that. Yes, like a whiteboard. Like whiteboard. You can do anything you want to do. And you got the money to go do it. Yeah. This is very cool. It's a great time, Jamie. I know it's sad for y'all in a lot of ways, but you really ought to just be smiling. This is the Ramsey Show. 
Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.